Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Today, I'm going to be teaching you Bible secrets to money. And it might not be what you think it is, so you want to stick around to the end. This is going to change your life. A lot of Christians think that they have to live broke, they have to live paycheck to paycheck, but the reality is, is financial increase equals influence. I want you to type that in the comments for me. Financial increase equals influence. And I'm going to teach you what the Bible says about increasing your finances and how you can do it. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. What God did for Abraham, what God did for Joshua, what God did for Moses, what God did for David, Solomon, you name it. What God did for somebody else, God will do it for you. So you want to stick around. You want to learn these Bible secrets and how God will increase you financially <clears throat> so that you can have increase or influence in the earth. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Logan. Good morning, Mercedes, Amber, Mercy, Lo or, uh, Colton, Doug, Cell, Bubbly Blue. God bless you, Alex. Your financial state largely determines your influence in the earth. Turn with me in the Bible to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. <clears throat> Actually, go to Ecclesiastes 10, and then we'll jump over to 11. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes chapter 10. This is a scripture that you probably did not hear growing up in church. This is the MEV version. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 19. Listen to this. They make feasts for laughter. Wine gladdens life. But money solves everything. Another translation says money answers everything or every problem. Did you know that the Bible literally tells you that in this life, money will answer every problem? Now, you don't put your trust in money, your hope, or your salvation. That's not where your salvation is found. Even Jesus said himself, store up heavenly treasures. Don't worry about storing up treasures on the earth where moth and rust destroy. But while you are on the earth and you're required to fulfill God's will for your life, you are responsible for growing financially. That's right. Bubbly Blue said, but isn't the love, he said, money is the root of all evil though. Wrong. It's the love of money. That is the root of all evil. See, religious people teach that it's money that's the root of all evil. Meanwhile, they're getting rich off of you watching their videos and buying their books. Money is not the root of all evil. The love for money. The moment that you love money and you don't love God, you've entered into wickedness. But if money has its proper place in your heart, you're a tither, you're a giver, you have money, but money doesn't have you, God will increase you financially. And this is how it is. 
Ecclesiastes 10.19 says money solves all problems. Think about people with great wealth. Do they have to stand in TSA? Do they have to get their bags checked? Do they have to stand in line for an hour at the airport? Nope, they roll right up to their private jet. They get into their jet. They fly where they need to go. They get back on their jet. They fly back. Do they ever have to worry about whether or not the hotel room that they're going to pay for is going to risk them not being able to pay for rent? Nope. Money solves all problems in this life. When you know how to control money and you know the secrets of wealth, you will grow great influence in the earth. I want you to type in the comments, I will have influence in the earth. Prophesy that over yourself. Grab that word for you and stand on it every day. When you wake up, say, I will grow in wealth and I will grow in influence in the earth. The Lord anoints my head with oil. My cup of blessings overflows. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack. Start talking that way. And you're going to watch increase come into your life. These are three Bible secrets about money. I want you to write these down. Give this video a thumbs up if you have not already. And share it with somebody that needs to know that God wants you blessed. He doesn't want you broke. God wants you blessed. Number one secret to growing financially. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Verses 1 through 6. This is your first secret. There's a lot in here, so follow me. Good morning, Brooke. Good to have you on. Cast your bread. Your bread. You know, if you've ever heard rap songs, we got that dough. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. I want you to pay attention to that. Your bread is your finances. It's your sustenance. Give a portion to seven or even eight, for you do not know what calamity may happen on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty out on the land. And if a tree falls to the north or south, in the place that the tree falls, there it will be. I'm going to give you some prophetic insight. Normally on Wednesday mornings, I don't go this deep, but this will bless you. Why does it say, cast your bread upon the water? Pay attention, I'm going to show you. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is the child or with child, likewise you do not know the work of God who has made everything. In the morning sow your seed and in the evening do not let your hand rest because you do not know which activity will find success this way or that way or if the both will be good. This is a prophetic picture of sowing and reaping. How do clouds get filled with rain? Well, I'm no meteorologist, but I remember learning. Clouds are filled with rain from the ocean. When, uh, why am I forgetting the word right now? When the ocean gets hot and it, uh, what happens? Evaporates. When the water evaporates, into the clouds, the clouds become full. And he uh, also equivalates it to the wind. 
This goes back to the New Testament. I'm going to try to make this as simple as I can for you. In the New Testament, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said, the same way that you don't know whether the wind blows from here or there, you just you don't know where it goes or where it comes from, you just know that it's there, is the same way that sowing and reaping happens. The reason why Jesus used that parable with Nicodemus was because the area that they were in was very well known for farmers. Farmers know that in order for your seed to scatter, the wind must blow your seed. You're just responsible for sowing it. But pollen on these plants, as the harvest comes in, the wind blows pollen all over and it multiplies your seed sown. It's the same way with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is equivalent to water and wind in the New Testament. Remember, Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And then he said, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. Same thing in Ecclesiastes 11. When you cast your bread on the water, as the water evaporates, your cloud in the heavens becomes full of what you've been sowing. And when that cloud is full, God pours out the blessing on you when your harvest is ready. The first secret to understanding money and how to grow is knowing how to sow. My pastor explains it this way. This is where a lot of people mess up with their harvests. It's called a Monday row. So there was this old joke in farming that as people would come up to the weekend, they'd be so tired from planting seeds in their rows when they used to do it by hand back in the day that they would go and they would party, they'd go to the bar, they'd get drunk all weekend, and then they would come back Monday morning to keep sowing. And when they would come back Monday morning, they would be so drunk and tired and hung over and they'd feel so terrible that they would miss when they would sow sometimes. So they'd put a little bit of seed here and then they'd stumble a couple steps and put another seed there. And it was called a Monday row. So when the harvest came in, all the other rows were solid. But then you would find a harvest that was split up into sections. There'd be a little bit of corn here. And then it'd be like six, eight feet, no corn. And then some corn here, a couple feet, no corn. And it, they'd call it a Monday row where little spurts of harvest would come up, but there would be gaps in between. That's a lot of people sowing life. They have a Monday row. They sow a little here, then they wait a little bit, then they sow a little here, then they wait a little bit. And then they get a sporadic harvest here, a sporadic harvest there. They're, the waves bring the bread back every once in a while. And they're like, oh, there it is. There's my harvest. But you don't have to be like that. The Bible teaches you that you can live in perpetual harvest to where you sow in the morning, you sow in the evening. You're throwing on every wave. You're scattering your bread constantly. And as you scatter your seed constantly, the waves will bring back your bread. The clouds will pour down your blessing. The wind will blow in your harvest and blow your seed where it needs to go. God is for you. But it's our job to make sure that we're sowing regularly. And this is the key that I learned that helped me the most. It says seven or eight times. For you do not know if calamity will happen. Did you know that the average millionaire has seven streams of income? That's the average millionaire. God spoke to me one day and he said, Talon, your sowing is like a stream of income. 
When you sow, it forms a stream of income in the spirit. And that seed that you're sowing in that field with that ministry creates a constant perpetual harvest in your life. So what I did was that month when the Lord spoke this to me a little while ago, I found seven or eight ministries that are winning souls. They're generous ministries. They're doing the things of God. And I began to sow into those ministries because the Bible said seven or eight. So I found seven or eight. When I began to sow into those eight different ministries, I started seeing perpetual harvest. Always. And then if I sowed here and I didn't see a harvest, it's all right. Because I had six other ministries that were producing a harvest for me. I would sow in the morning. I would sow in the evening. I would work diligently and I would sow. I would sow. I was casting my bread constantly, morning and night. The first key or secret to your financial increase is find seven or eight ministries that you can sow into. Not every ministry is going to be worthy of the most seed. There's some fields that are smaller than others. There's some fields that aren't quite as prepared and the ground isn't quite as tilled. It's not quite as fertile as others. Find seven or eight ministries that you can sow your seed in on a regular basis. Become a monthly partner with them. That's what I do. You don't have to find, unless you can afford it. Not everybody can, but you start with where you're at. Maybe it's, I don't know, $80 a month. You find eight ministries that you give $10 a month to. And then after increase, don't leave it at $10 a month. If you've seen increase and it's producing harvest for you, increase your giving. Go to $20 a month, $30 a month, 40, that's what I do. And as I've increased, the harvest has increased. So that's your first Bible money secret. Cast your bread constantly. Sow your seeds constantly. Find seven or eight ministries that are winning souls and sow into them each and every month. Become a monthly partner. Jesus said, where a man's treasure is, his heart will be also. Prove to God that your heart is in the advancement of his kingdom with your financial sowing. Number two, this one drastically changed my life. For people that are just now jumping on the live stream, make sure you give it a thumbs up. Make sure you send it to somebody. And make sure that you do what we're teaching because this will help you. These are the three Bible secrets to money. Amber said, I love that you're humble and say give to people, not just you. Amen. Well, thank you for that. It's true. I'm not, I'm not the only ministry out here winning souls. God's got other ministries that are doing greater things than us by far. So you got to find good ministries. Make sure that you bless them financially. God will do great things for them. We got the Archangel Megatron. Oh, Metatron on here. Praise the Lord. All right, here we are. Secret number two. I got I to gotta speed through these. My pastor goes live in 12 minutes. And you guys don't want to miss that. If you like these live streams, you got to go watch my pastor, Pastor Stan Pody. So I got to finish before he goes live. Genesis chapter 26. This will make sure... That you are never in a time of famine. And if you are in a time of famine right now, meaning that you don't have enough, you're lacking, this is what will get you out of your time of famine. Genesis chapter 26. 
There was a famine in the land, in addition to the first famine that was during the days of Abraham. So there was a famine in the land, and then there was another famine in the land, back-to-back famines. So it's poverty on poverty, meaning if your parents were broke, if your grandparents were broke, this is something that will work for you. Even if you came from generational poverty, this will get you out. I know it because it worked for me. Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I will tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For I will give to you and all of your descendants all these lands, and I will fulfill the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heavens, and will give your descendants all these lands. By your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac lived in Gerar. Now I want you to jump down to verse 11 and listen to what Isaac did. This is what God told him to do. A time of famine. He didn't, in the natural, the ground isn't working. The clouds aren't working. There's no way for you to produce a harvest in your life. There's people like that right now. There was a time in my life where it seemed like, how, how am I going to be able to get out of this financial situation? I used to live like that. Now I don't. And this is what happened. Abimelech charged his people saying, I'm sorry, go to verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped 100 fold in the same year. And the Lord blessed him. That's shouting territory. That'll make you want to get up and take a couple laps around the building. To know that's Old Covenant. Old Testament. A promise given to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. The reason why they referred to him as the God of Abraham is because of the blessing of Abraham. The God of Isaac because of what God did with Isaac. The God of Jacob because of how God transformed Jacob into Israel and birthed 12 nations out of him. Every name that we have for God is based on an encounter that people had with God. So the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, is your God. The same way God was with Isaac, God is with you. When there's a famine in the land, if you're broke, if you don't have enough, you can sow your way out of famine and expect a 100-fold harvest in the same year. That's the covenant that you have with God. This is a promise that was given to Abraham and passed down to Isaac. According to Galatians 3, by faith in Christ, we are the children of Abraham, the seeds of him and his offspring. If this will click with you, this is how you get out of poverty. You've got to be a tither, so you've got to make sure you're 10% goes to the church that you attend or wherever you're being fed the word. But on top of that, you have to know, all right, now that I'm a tither and the windows of heaven are open over my life, the devourer is rebuked for my sake, so he can't steal my harvest. I know that if I sow, I will reap a 100-fold harvest in the same year because I'm in the year of the Lord's favor. God promised that as he was with Isaac, so shall he be with me. If God did that for Isaac, he'll do it for me. Learn how to sow before famine 
and learn how to sow in famine if you're in it right now. If you'll sow before famine comes on the land, like recession, you'll never taste famine. The devourer is rebuked for your sake. And if you're currently in a famine, you can sow your way out of that famine financially. That's what I did. I've told you guys this story many, many times, but it changed my life. Two, two of them. There was a time where I had $600 to my name, which to some people, that's a lot. To me now, that's a little. That's less than my current rent. Or it's, it's the same. With roommates. So to some people, that's a lot of money, $600. To me at the time, it was a lot of money. To me now, it's not. But I remember when $600 was a lot of money, but it was also all that I had. God told me to give 540 of it away to somebody else, to sow it as a seed into a minister. And I took that 540, I sowed it into a minister, and within a week, someone came up to me and said, I'm going to give you $1,000 a week for the next 12 months. So God turned that seed of $540 into $12,000 in a week. Glory to God. I was in a famine, and God brought me out by my sowing. He'll do it for you. Bible secret to money, number two, is learning how to sow even in a time of famine. Sow your way out of famine. Hi, Kiernan. Number three, we'll finish this up quickly, and I'm going to pray that God does money miracles in your life today. Make sure you give this live stream a thumbs up, share it with somebody. People need to know these secrets. Bible secret number three to money. Dance the money in. You've got to learn how to dance the money in. Now, a lot of people will say, what is he talking about? I know it sounds crazy and that's all right. Unless you're willing to look foolish for God, you can't be blessed foolishly. Do you want to be blessed in such a way that you hysterically laugh and you look like a fool? Then you got to be willing to look like a fool to dance the money in. I think it's in 1 Samuel chapter 6. I can't remember. You, you can find it. Corrupted Knuckles said, what is dancing the money in? I'm going to teach you right now. David was having his people retrieve the Ark of the Covenant. And as David was retrieving the Ark of the Covenant, the reason why he wanted to get the Ark of the Covenant back was because he had heard that the Ark of the Covenant was at Obed-Edom's house who was not a Jew, I believe. He wasn't an Israelite. He did not belong. He was not in covenant with God. But the Ark of the Covenant, the presence and glory of God was in his house. And it says that the presence of God in the Ark of the Covenant multiplied abundantly Obed-Edom and his whole household, meaning his whole family, everyone around him. Simply because God's presence was there, it multiplied him financially in every area. It said David saw that Obed-Edom's house was blessed, so he went to retrieve the Ark of the Covenant. Because he saw that their finances were multiplying. He got jealous. I don't blame him. So as they went and retrieved the Ark of the Covenant, they were bringing it back into Jerusalem. And as they were bringing it back into Jerusalem, it says David ripped off his kingly robe and he danced before the Lord with all of his might. 
says undignified. He even told his wife, you thought that was undignified? I will be yet more undignified than this. For I know that it is God that made me king, not your father. So David danced the glory of God back into his house. And as he did, he multiplied abundantly, became the most powerful king on the planet. When you learn how to dance the glory in, the Bible says that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in the glory. As you learn how to dance and rejoice and praise the Lord, God's glory fills your life. It says he inhabits the praises of his people. So as his presence and his glory inhabits your life, the riches that are found in his glory simply become a byproduct in your life. You just dance the money in. You say, angels, go cause the word to work and cause the money to come. I'm rejoicing before the Lord. That word rejoice means to dance up or jump up and down and spin all around, to dance the money in. And as you dance the money in, the riches come. The harvest comes. The angels just start bringing in the provisions. I'll tell you one more story and then I'm going to pray for you. Evangelist Jonathan, now Pastor Jonathan, said that when he was still a broke young minister, he was on the road one time. And the largest offering he had gotten for preaching was like $1,000. And uh, he went to this church and this time they gave him $3,000. A certain guy called him to his house and said, hey, I want you to come shoot some guns with us, you and your wife. So he went there with his wife and he handed him an envelope that was just fat. A full envelope. He said, I thought it was a letter of somebody's like prophetic word that they had for me or something. But I opened it and it was 30 $100 bills, $3,000 cash. And he said, I immediately pulled the car over on the side of the road. I got out and I started dancing, jumping up and down and spinning all around. I started dancing before the Lord with all my might. And I said, Father, if you like this, I will do this every time that you bless me financially. And to this day, he's been doing it every time he gets blessed financially. And he's danced in millions of dollars into his ministry. $3,000 15 years ago was a big deal. Now his ministry is going to do over $15 million this year. He learned how to dance the money in. So if you learn how to dance the money in, that's a supernatural secret that'll bring the finances of flowing. Ha ha ha. And you'll laugh at the devil. As you just increase financially. Let me pray for you very quickly. Before I pray for you, I want to give people an opportunity to act on your faith. If you're watching this live or you're watching this after it's already posted. That's right. John Stafford said, I'm over here doing the Macarena. That'll get the money in. Act on your faith today. Sow a seed that'll move your heart and move God's heart. And watch what God will do as you dance the money in. The different ways that you can sow today is on Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way, Venmo at Revival Way, PayPal at Revival Way, or you can go to my website, RevivalWay.com, and become a financial partner today. The link is going to be in the chat right now. And I thank you for everybody that's giving. Let me pray for you quickly. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Every person that gives today, increase them, multiply them abundantly. Angels cause the word to work and cause their money to come. Satan, take your hands off their money. We're in covenant with God. We thank you ahead of time for a mighty harvest in Jesus' 
mighty name. And I thank you, everybody, for your financial giving. I honor you. I bless you. I call you blessed. And I prophesy money miracles this week in Jesus' name. You're going to see money miracles from this day forward in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, if you enjoyed this live stream, you're really going to enjoy my pastor's live stream. I want you to go check out Pastor Stan Pody, Faith Church Rustin on YouTube. He's going live right now. We're going to put a link in the comments for you. And I want you to go join him. He's live right now. And to and you're going to love this. Hallelujah. Be blessed. You can click the link in the comments now. Adios. I love you. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 1130 a.m., we're going to be right here. I'm going to teach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and how you never have to live a defeated life ever again in Jesus' name. Let's play Pastor's outro, and then we'll say goodbye. Hello, everyone. I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church, we're going to have three power-packed days full of faith, the Word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord? For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there.